I'm Jazz, here with the Eagle Maniac himself, Rob Williams. Rob, how are you doing today? Thank you, thank you. Doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's kind of hot in here, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty stuffy and I'm sweating Boy, buckets, but that's okay. We're going to make the sacrifice. We're yeah. going to make the sacrifice to do the podcast. Okay, so obviously a huge changing of the guard for Vancouver since the last time we did the podcast. There's been several changes with the Vancouver Canucks. How are you feeling about it? I'm super excited yeah, for half this. Half the team's gone. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. This is, I mean, compared to the staleness of what we saw the last three seasons with the with the Gillis regime, I'm excited for this. And to me, yeah. Benning's going to get a free pass for this year. I think the only guy who's going to be in a little bit tighter leash is going to be Willie Desjardins because his style is going to make up for yeah. what the team is bringing to the table every night. What do you think about it? I think you hold the same opinion as a lot of Canucks fans, and people are just excited that something's going to be different. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, that's a huge thing. Uh, and, you know, the Canucks marketing department knows it too, right? Change yep. is coming. Change is not always good, though. So <laughs> No, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, yeah. I think it's kind of reinvigorated the fan base in, in terms of people are excited to see what's going to happen. And I think a lot of the fans saw or had the feeling that these last couple of seasons, you almost knew what the end result was going to be. And it was just waiting for the kill shot to finally come, yeah. which happened yeah. two years in a row in the first round and last year is a disaster, right? Yeah, I think, uh, you know what, I mean, the biggest thing to be excited about right now is not whether the Canucks are going to be better or worse next year. Uh, the biggest thing right now is, you know, with prospects camp going on right now, the Canucks actually have a future. Oh my God. Like they have like real prospects, you know, four first round picks last two years. There's something to, you know, it's the first time in a long time where you can look ahead and be like, in, a, in two years, the Canucks should be a better team. Yeah, right? I, when is the last time you had that yeah, feeling, right? I mean, exactly. it's, it's been, I, I think I'm remembering back to, what, do you remember, the, I think it was a 2000-2001 year when they made the playoffs again after that crappy stretch that they went through with Enrico Ciccone manning the, the defense <laughs> and Jamie Huscroft and all the plugs, but they got <laughs> to uh, the playoffs, they got swept by Colorado in the first round, but I think that was the last time people were actually legitimately like, oh, okay, this team is yeah. on the up and up because the exactly. Sedins were in the playoffs then, and it, it kind of culminated from there, what we saw that year four yeah. or five year run. And right now, I think when you're looking at this team, you have Shinkarik, uh, Horvat, obviously, Lyndon Vey. This year, they got uh, Jake Vertanen, who I'm going to go on record and say I wasn't that happy with yeah, that pick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and they got Jared McCann, Jared who McCann. supposedly is, is, is quite underrated for, for how good of a hockey player he is. Who knows? I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> you never know with first round. I mean, you never know with any pick. I mean, first rounders are a little more sure bets, but we were all excited about Patrick White probably one once upon a time. Too. I don't think I don't think anybody <laughs> yeah, except for okay, okay. Dave Nonis was excited about Patrick White. <laughs> okay, took it too far. Took it too far. But um, I don't. Should we should we get into our uh, Twitter question? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rob put out a tweet today asking some of the people out there what they would like to to discuss on this podcast. And Rob, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So let's start off with um, I guess our. our Friend of the podcast, Wyatt Arndt, known, better known as The Stanchion. So he starts off with Shea Weber, next captain of the Canucks. Yes. Question mark. <laughs> yes, yes, a resounding sure, yes to that. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, no, this is, I mean, for any, if you if you read this, The Stanchion's work, he's got a uh, major man crush on Shea Weber. He's he's copying his beard. <laughs> I think 90% well. yeah, of male yeah. Canucks fans do too. Yeah, I know, so. yeah, yeah, I know. that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, not happening though. No. He's not moving. No, he ain't going to <laughs> We got another one here from uh, Brent. He's Dr. Chill 49 at Dr. Chill for good, good uh, handle there too. He's asking predictions on who is waived and traded before November and who takes their spots. You know what? That's a good question. And I would say I'm excited to see what one of the prospects, if any of them 
bring something to camp that they do over overtake a guy like a Hansen or a Higgins. Yeah. Somebody who's been around, we know what they do. But I will say one thing, this team to me might not be as skilled as they were even coming into last season, but they are much deeper at forward. They might not have a bona fide second line, yep. but their forwards are good through 12. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I look at their roster right now and I see the team is pretty well set. I mean, they, Benning's pretty much done for the summer, I think, unless there's an, a trade that we're not anticipating. Evander Kane? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they have the pieces to pick up Kane, but that would be, that would be awesome if they got He definitely wants out of Winnipeg, we know that much. But uh, I think the, the Canucks are pretty much set. If you, look at, if you look through the roster, they've got, you know, uh, they're a lot deeper than they were last year, so they, they've actually got some decent players that look to be lining up on their fourth line. You know, they could have... Brad Richardson and Sean Matthias and Dorsett on the fourth line, potentially. Which is a lot better than the Aaron Volpatis and Victor Oreskevich's of the world. I like Volpatti. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was a player. But no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but I, and I think, I'm not sure if this is what Brant was getting into, but um, who's going to be waived, who's going to be traded before November? If one of the Canucks young players is ready to go, they've got to move somebody. So, if, you know, if Nick Jensen... It shows that he's a third line or a second line dare to dream second line winger. Then are you going to start the season with Yannick Hansen on your fourth? I'm always up to, for trading Yannick Hansen, but are you going to start with him on your fourth line? Or I think if you, I mean he's got a limited no trade clause, so you don't have that that many options. But either Hansen or Matthias or somebody, don't they have to make room for absolutely, absolutely because that's what. This team is needed. I think that's what the fan base has wanted. Not that they've ever cared, and obviously they shouldn't. They got to run the team the way that they think they should. But that's our job as fans is to say what you know we think that they should do to improve themselves. I think Chris Higgins is very good uh, as a third line player. I think if you have him on your third line, he's not your ideal big guy who's gonna yeah. you know whatever. He's not bad defensively, and he can score as you can. He's shown here he can score twenty goals in a season. But guys like Hansen, I'm just sick of the experiment. I'm sick of seeing him on there. Yeah. I'm hoping somebody like. Um, Shinkarik or or Jensen or one of those guys can can overtake him and yet really at this point yeah there's no harm in playing him no for sure and and then and Bo Horvat right I mean we shouldn't forget about him and that kind of gets me into uh, the next question why it's uh, the stanchion again <laughs> says for real though who's going to have more impact for the Canucks Shinkarik or Horvat. Uh, and, he, and he's later specified he meant over the next three years which I think is a really interesting debate. At this point, this is just based off what I've seen yeah. and uh, what I saw in the preseason last year. Again, not I'm not the hockey guy like you, so I don't have all the answers when it comes to this. It's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Is I think Shinkarik will. I really think that he has an element to his game that he's... I don't want to go on record and say he's going to be a 40-goal scorer. Is he going to score 30 to 35 goals for a couple of years? I think he can. I think he has a capability. I think Horvat will be a very, very good third-line center who hopefully can transition into being a second-line player that can yeah. deliver offensively. Yeah. It's going to be interesting this year because they actually, even though they drafted the same year, they have different requirements to go to the AHL. Uh, so Shakira can actually go to the AHL this year, so he can get called and re, you know sent down and, and recalled uh, this year. Whereas Horvat is either junior or NHL; he can't play in the AHL uh, based on his age. So it's going to be interesting to see. But do you agree yeah. on this? It's not going to benefit him going back to the uh, sorry the OHL for another year. No, I mean, ideally, you want him in the AHL, right? Yeah. That's the best place. But that can't that can't happen. But it can happen if he's you know what if he's not ready for the NHL, it got to throw him back to to junior. In my opinion, there's no good having him here, and then all of a sudden he's on the fourth line or he's sitting in the press box. He has to play third line minimum, I think, for him to play in the NHL this year. And if he's not ready for that, 
You got to send them back. Yeah, I think so. And they've got guys like Matthias and Richardson. And I, I, you know what? Unless they, unless um, management mandates that Horvat's playing and he's playing in the top nine all year, it doesn't matter. Then I don't see how he makes the team. For the sake of the franchise, yeah. you hope management isn't telling Willie Desjardins what to do with his personnel. Yeah, and I mean, these guys should get the chance to earn their spots well, come, I mean, come time for camp. I mean, like, that's sort of what they did with the Sedins, wasn't it? They, you know, just kind of said, "Look, Sedins are playing power play. That's all there is to it, and and let's go." Right? Yeah. Going back back to the Mark Crawford days, right? Okay, when yeah, they, yeah. When they broke into the league. well, they killed penalties with under Crawford too, though. But that, that's where I think the Canucks are going to have a, a hard time is because that's a very yeah. log jammed at center. If you look at it, I mean, Benino obviously now coming over the yeah. Kessler track. I guess he gets a second line spot by default. Yeah. And then you have Lyndon Vey, yeah. who none of us really know what he's going to bring come time for the first game of the year. Yeah. You got, like you said, Brad Richardson, Sean Matthias. That's, you know, that's four or five centers right there. You know, where does Horvat fit in? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, I guess to answer the question, I guess I got to go with Shane Carrick just because he's so dynamic and he can be flashy and do that, whereas Horvat is probably going to be a bit more of a subtle player um, that's going to be making smart plays. So, let's go with we're both We're both let's going with go Shakira. Let's okay. go with Moving on. My goal is to start a podcast war with every other Vancouver Canucks podcast things in the city. You actually know of any other ones? Because I honestly don't. So. Oh, yeah. We got uh, <laughs> Game Time Decision. Is, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah Vance yeah, and right. Buzz, his right. own uh, Ryan Beach runs that one. Some pucks on net. I know I'm always getting into wars on Twitter with them. Uh, here's one from Patrick Johnston uh, at Rising Action on Twitter. Uh, he's asking about a ranking of anthem singers. Mark okay. Donnelly. That's it. That's the only ranking that there uh, needs no, to be. I hate, uh, Are you, you serious? Like I love I people, like Richard I Loney. I love Richard Loney. Richard the Loney. Skeleton awesome. of Richard Loney. Richard that Loney still Loney in the 1990s. Is I love Richard Loney. <laughs> no, Mark Donnelly. I, I might be the only one in Vancouver that doesn't like him. But you I, are the only one in Vancouver that doesn't like, like him. Okay. I don't like that everybody sing along to O Canada, and I don't like that. I, I, don't, I like when he does it for the playoffs. I mean, he no, shouldn't do it every I, time. I don't like it ever. I, I think never, it's amazing. I never liked it. I know How could you not like that? I'm in the minority. Okay, I why? I know, I, it, Let's I break this like down it. here. Let's break this comment down here. Why? What do you not like about the fact that the entire 18,630, whatever the capacity yeah, is, yeah. is singing along to the national anthem? What no, is wrong you know, with that? I, maybe it's just uh, some nostalgia on my part, but I remember... Like in the 90s, Richard Loney there, you know, just singing O Canada and just kind of plowing through it while the fans cheered through it, kind of Chicago Stadium style. I now like, you want to be I like Gerald Diddick and Dana Merzin on the blue line too? Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, 2014, yeah, yeah. all right? <laughs> I, I'm a Richard Loney guy. I'm a Richard Loney guy. Um, here's another one. We'll just fire through some of these real quick here. Uh, Betamax, 1080p on Twitter. How about a Twitter campaign to bring Ryan Johansson to the Canucks? Maybe he'll favorite the tweet, i.e. Uh, uh, <laughs> pull an Evander Kane. Oh, uh, so, what happened with that? I don't well, know. Ryan Johansson is like the next, well, like Evander Kane's like, if you've seen him on Twitter, his like account doesn't even say like Winnipeg anything or Jets anything. It's like, it's like Evander Kane, Vancouver. I, would you like, want your name associated with anything with Winnipeg <laughs> yourself either? <laughs> Poor old Winnipeg. Uh, and like Ryan Johansson's become like Evander Kane 2.0, right? And people are just sending or, him tweets. Or, or, or uh, Shea Weber 3.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the Korea 4.0. The, the best is the hashtags that come home, you know, bring Kane home, yeah, bring yeah, Johansson yeah. home, oh, bring yeah, Weber yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. We want to bring them all yeah, home. Anybody that's from Vancouver that's <laughs> yeah. really good and young, come, come play just for Just come us. home. But if you stink, don't come back. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean, 
you got to give up a whole lot to get Ryan Johansson. Well, um, you don't know. You know what? Maybe when he does become a UFA, absolutely start the campaign. We'll do it. Only 10 years to go or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, we got Tan Beer from Surrey, which is, that's by the way, that's one of my favorite Twitter handles on Twitter. Tan, because he, you know why he's Tan Beer from Surrey? Because he calls the team. Yeah, Tan. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> there was, Never heard him on there yet, so but yeah. Tan Beer from Surrey, right? He says, uh, Canucks a wild card team. He says, don't quote me, but I think they'll finish third in the West. I guess I just quoted him, but he thinks they're going to finish seventh in the West. I could see them as a wild card team if everything goes well. I mean, okay, let's let's count down. In the Pacific Division, you got L.A., Anaheim, San Jose. They're yep. in. We agree on that. The teams are in. For They're sure. all yep. in. Okay, yep. Chicago, St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think Dallas so. is going to be much better with Spezza as your second line center. They're going to be pretty so. good. I think so. Uh, would we say they're an absolute lock? Maybe not, but I would say they're a lock for a wild card. Minnesota, man, Minnesota is good too. So they I mean. I don't think that, I don't see any team any I don't see any of the eight teams from last year dropping off the face of the earth. So if the Canucks are going to do it, I think they got to be really good. So, so you're saying no? Will the Canucks get a wild card to answer ten years' no, question? No, no. Okay, I'm going to say yes because that's a homer no. in me. I yeah. think they're going yeah. to. I think I mean it's possible for them to do it. It's got to be like Ryan Miller's got to be like a Vezina candidate, and and everything's Sedin's got to be back to like elite players they need a lot to do you think any of that do you think that's possible i don't think either one of those things will happen no okay i mean yeah i don't know not not realistic <laughs> not realistic i don't think so it. yeah okay um more suggestions on twitter uh we've got basketball phil he says give a shout out to big country no we're not what? we're not we're not <laughs> there will be no <laughs> to big country he, no what him about? and Stu jackson torpedoed professional basketball in what, this city we're not about, even giving a shout out what about sharif Sharif, I'll give a shout-out. Yeah? Yeah, you know what? He worked his butt off for the team. And he, he you know what? As, as much pressure as he had to be the guy, yeah. he was he worked his ass off. And he will always have a, a good status in this in this city. I don't know many let's, Grizzly fans who don't like Sharif Abdurrahim. Let's give a shout-out to Blue Edwards and his 20 children as well. Yes, Theodore Blue Edwards also gets a <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> uh, okay, another suggestion. Uh, now, this one, I solicited this suggestion from a Twitter favorite uh, of many people I know listening. Uh, Karan Takur, that's K Takur twenty. Uh, he says, "Get Taj on in the pod in the podcast on the podcast, maybe." Yeah, we can't get him in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's so, yeah, no, yeah, good, no, good suggestion. Yeah, if Taj, Taj wants to come on the podcast, he's welcome. Yeah, no, you know what? We'll uh, we'll definitely want to start interacting with people. So I, we know we have some people who are constantly, you know tweeting about the Canucks and doing that. So we'll definitely get people on as we move forward with it. Definitely. Let's quickly, okay, let's jump back into the Canucks. We were talking about kind of the change was coming. The Kessler trade, tell your story. How'd you hear about it? Yeah, so I, I guess I was talking a little bit on Twitter, not to talk about Twitter all podcast long, but uh, so I went to Las Vegas uh, and left on draft day uh, as my friend's bachelor party. Of course, so I'm, I'm in Las Vegas for the draft, and I'm in Las Vegas for July 1st, free agency. So, you know, probably the worst possible time <laughs> to be away as a hockey blogger, right? Uh, so while I'm in the air, while I was in the air on the way to, to Vegas, uh, Kessler and Garrison get traded. So I, you know, I don't have Wi-Fi, I have nothing. Uh, so the way I hear about the trade was we land, and there's some other there's some other stag on the plane, and you can and they were like super loud the whole trip, right? They were they were drinking <laughs> the douchebags, yeah, yeah, right. they were total, yeah. were total douchebags. They were so loud. We were, 
we were like 10 rows behind him. You could hear them. One guy had like a speaker hooked up to his iPod. No <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, on the plane? Hear, yeah, Come on, hear, man. Yeah, like that's that. not. The flight attendants are telling him to, to shut up like multiple, multiple times. They were pretty loud. Were they 21? Did they look like this was a first Vegas trip? Probably. Or were yeah, they 25? I don't know. Yeah, with started, the barbed wire tattoos and the. Yeah. I can't tell anymore. But anyway, so one of them. So as soon as we land and uh, one guy gets turns his phone on and all of a sudden you just hear from uh, you know up on the plane you go like he goes Yo, Garrison's been traded. <laughs> okay, wait, are they brown guys from Surrey? Or <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a mixed group, but that guy was a brown guy. Yeah. So, sorry. There's my brown guy. You almost got the accent down already. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's like, he's like, Yo, Garrison's been traded. And then my immediate reaction was like, I was like, for who? Come on, this is incomplete. <laughs> so yeah, my first like half an hour in Vegas is just checking my phone, and, all, and then I'm like, oh my god, Kessler got traded too, and then and then while we're getting my, you know, while I'm getting my bags, Dorset gets traded to the Canucks. So yeah, it was a pretty wild day, um, and we had a pretty wild weekend. But uh, yeah, draft day, I had to find a TV for draft day. Uh, we're at Blondie's Pub in Vegas. I'm not going to even ask what kind of place that is. No, no, you are no, a married man, Rob Williams. We're not going to dive into it. $20 all you can drink. Okay, yeah, that sounds like a good place. <laughs> that's <laughs> a happy hour. That's every day happy hour. Three till six, all you can drink, which is pretty amazing. And yeah, we, so we, you know, obviously you had to ask them to change a channel to the draft. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think many people there yeah, would care about watching the only people uh, interested in the draft in the whole place. But yeah, you know, a pretty wild day, like Jim Benning just going nuts. What do you think about the trade? You know, obviously the return, Benino, Spiza, and the pick that ended up being Jared McCann. And yep. then they flipped the Garrison second round pick for Lyndon Vay. What do you, what do you think about those? I was pretty underwhelmed, to be honest, when I, learning about the trade. With the Kessel return? With the Kessel return. I, I thought, obviously, we've now learned that Kessler basically tied their hands. And they that that was probably was probably the best deal that Benning could make. He's a prick for doing that, by the way. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you've got, like, two teams in the whole league you can go to, really. Uh, I mean... Do you remember what they did with Beret when that whole spiel happened that he wanted out? Yeah. And they just said, you know what, just sit your butt on the sideline. You're not yeah. going to get paid and you're suspended by the team. I would like to see somebody, I don't think that'll ever happen in this day and age because yeah. I, people would just not let it fly. But I would love to have seen that because, look, I was a huge Ryan Kessler fan. I do not support him anymore. Yeah. I hope the Ducks bomb out every single time that he plays <laughs> in the playoffs. But he, the way he handled himself and the way he did it, there, there's a way to do it and the way there's a, you've been here for 10, 11 years now. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm more upset about the action of him just kind of bailing on the team for a sign of adversity, right? He's, th he's 30 years old. He's not 40. It's not like it's his last chance. I mean, he could go through. He wasn't in a Ginla stage where it's a twilight. Exactly. Where I mean, I, I understand that. Whereas Kessler's 30, you know, you know, dare to dream three years down the road, the Canucks could be contenders again. I mean, quick, uh, a bit quick on that. That was kind of what bothered me more than any comments. But, but you're not happy with the return? Yeah, the return for me was underwhelming and I, I think it, I, it was you know what it was probably the best deal I could get given the circumstances but I you know I I mean the thing I, I found uh, really funny is that a lot of people are kind of happy with the return and they're like they're liking that Benning's making these moves real quick and decisive uh, but if Mike Gillis was making this trade if Mike Gillis made that Kessler trade he would be getting absolutely roasted in this city to be like we gave away a Selkie trophy 40 goal scorer and we got Nick Bedino back that was, that's what they'd be saying if Gillis made the it was in charge of making the Kessler trade he would still be a Vancouver Canuck 
But what I'm saying is betting, the fact that he made the trade and got what he got out of it, it's, I think people are, are satisfied with the fact but, that he did it. But I think people are saying, like what we're saying is betting got the best he could get and that's all there is to it and that's fine. I think if Gillis made the trade, people would be like, he could have negotiated better, he could have done something and, and another general manager would have got more. That, cause, and, I, and I'm not trying to say that people are, are crazy or have lost their mind. I, that's just, I think that's just the level it got to with Gillis, particularly with his trades, because his trades were crap. That's the level it got to with the distrust of, of Gillis. Like, Absolutely. It, I think, but you know, with, with Gary Bettman, with, with general managers. With, 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 yeah, no, that you're right. People, no just right. Didn't, yeah, people didn't trust him and, and people didn't take him at his word because I think with Benning now, we're going to see a year or a two year grace period where, and the same thing happened with Gillis. You remember he came in, he said about, you know, he put the offer out to Matt Sandin. Everybody's like, we love Mike Gillis. He's making oh, yeah. bold moves yeah. and he's doing it. You're and right. maybe Benning's going to go down the same path. But right. I think the timing of it was right for Jim Benning compared to Gillis because Gillis didn't make the move of the trade deadline. Yeah. Whatever he was offered, we don't know the exact, yeah. you know, package, but he decided not to do it. You know what? I mean, that was why I, I, I was always a Gillis, I was a Gillis supporter probably longer than most. Um, but towards the end, I, I agreed with getting rid of him. One of the biggest reasons was the perception and the pressure that was on him because of what had happened in the past. Every move is scrutinized so much, and I really felt like to really clean house, it's hard for a guy. You know, it's hard for the guy that brought those players in to clean house because every Who time. Who did he bring in? He didn't bring in any of those players. You know, they were all here before. No, like the Garrison trade, right? Like when when Benning gets rid of Garrison, it's like, oh, what a good move to shed salary. If when Gillis gets rid of Garrison, it's an admission of guilt, right? Yeah, but that's his guy. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I think ultimately getting rid of Gillis was the right move at this time. Yeah. I mean, so much was, I, I guess what I'm looking at is the perception. And it's just amazing the difference bringing in a new guy oh, yeah. uh, compared to keeping the old guy on, on what everybody's mood is around. But I think it's almost like that with anything in, in you do in life. Is that yeah. Something new comes in, something fresh comes along, sure. it always looks better and, and it always and looks I, good. And I they like can do it else. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, if Gillis made that trade, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But like, you know, and I'm still not, I'm maybe just not as excited as everybody else about the trade. Because I don't know, when, when we first started talking about trading Ryan Kessler, were we talking about like, the Nick Boninos in the world was that the big return and a and a late first round pick. No, people are talking about Derek Pouliot, who's a stud, uh, you know, junior defenseman. People are talking about uh, some of the Ducks' top guys, uh, some of their top prospects. And but can I, okay, okay, but can I ask you something? Is that a, is that a, is that realistic in today's NHL? I don't think so. I don't think you're you're going to see well, those kind of big returns. I, I think. Um, well, who knows? I mean, if the, his, if his, list, well with Rick if his list was bigger than than perhaps. Columbus got roasted for that Rick Nash trade, and that's turned out half decent for them. Yeah. You know, Dubinsky's bounced back nicely, and and this has been all right. So, and right. and then Nash is not as good as as uh, people had hoped to be in in New York. Yeah, you never and you know what the same thing can happen with Kessler because as we've seen, his productivity has dropped drastically since his 2011 Selkie winning year when he did score 41 goals. And yeah. you know what? Maybe he is on the downside. I think ultimately for Benning, he's bought himself. I'd say maybe two seasons with this move. We're going to see how yep. everything pans out and we're going to see how the Vertanen thing pans out. And just like Shinkarik and, and Horvath we were talking about earlier, all yep. this stuff is, I, I think that's what people are excited because it's almost unknown. We don't know what this next season is going to bring. Don't you, we don't, don't know. Don't you think Kessler's going to light it up with the Ducks next year though? I don't. No? I honestly don't. I think he'll be good. He'll I don't think he's going to light it up. He'll be on that first power play with Getzlaff and Perry. He'll be just sniping in all the... 
all the attention going elsewhere, and I think he's going to be lighting it up on the power play. He's always he's been good on the power play the last few years for the Canucks. You think he'll score forty one like back to that? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, those okay. the, the selkie the selkie forty goal Kessler I think is gone. Yeah, but I think he's going to have a big year, and he's going to be you know he's obviously to demand a trade out of Vancouver. He wasn't happy here. Probably wasn't happy here the last couple of years. Um, I think he's going to be one motivated player yeah. and. He's gonna have. He's a jerk like that. Like he, he's oh, gonna, he's gonna, gonna make totally. sure when he plays Vancouver, he is on top of his game, and he's gonna try <laughs> and stick it to him. And you know that's going to happen, right? It's funny how that happens, right? Like guys like Kessler, when they're at the top of their game, the team is playing well. Like 2011, he's like nobody. There's maybe nobody more loved than than Ryan Kessler at that time, right? Yeah. But he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of always been a jerk, right? But when he's when you got a guy on your team who's a bit of a jerk, he's cocky. Uh, and he's playing awesome, the team's playing awesome, you love him, right? Yeah. You almost love him more than the nice guy when they're playing well, right? Well, there's one thing you can never question about <laughs> that guy is he played hard every single time he was on the Absolutely. ice. And he, I'll give him that. Whether he delivered on certain occasions or not, that's for another day. But yeah. he worked as – and the Canucks will miss him, and there's no denying yeah. that. But I, I love the attitude of Jim Benning, which is, look, dude, if you don't want to be here – you're gone. Well, yeah, you have. We're to not going to let you stick around. You know what? You know what? Even if he did want to be here, they have to get younger, right? And yeah. So you could say, well, maybe trade the Sedins or something. The Sedins don't want to go, so you can't get rid of. The They're not going anywhere. So your your move then has to be get rid of anybody that you can't get rid of, and that's you know. But the thing is, you cannot come back with the same players year after year after year. So yeah. my issue with Jason Garrison, number one. <laughs> he never really hit the net. Was a, yeah, I mean, he was, he was brutal on the power play. As far yeah. as we, yeah, he had like hard shot. He had a good shot. Never got it on net. Never, and he's kind of slow. And the Canucks already have that type of mold of player. You know, if you look at yeah. the way he plays, it's pretty similar to uh, to. Uh, he's not as good as Hamus defensively, but yeah. they're all just kind of the same. There's nobody really that plays different. And yeah. he was the expendable one. Well, and to shed 4.6 million, that's a great move for well, four years left. Yeah, you know, I think the, the, when you look at the Garrison move, yeah, they're deep on defense, so you move out a defenseman. I guess, yeah, my thoughts more just Garrison individually, Garrison the player. But when you look at their depth chart, they need they needed scoring, they needed forwards, and you almost have to look at the Garrison trade uh, for draft pick as Garrison for draft pick and redeem Verbata because they essentially used that money they saved on Garrison and they went out and got Verbata. How do you think Verbato will do this year? If they're saying yeah. he's going to play with the Sedins, what, do you, what is your goal? You know, they're saying he's going to play with the Sedins. I think that's still very much up in the air. I think Burroughs fits really well to Sedins. I know he's not as good as he used to be, but I think he's a guy that can fit in Are we well. able to say that after one injury-filled, very bad luck yeah. full season oh, yeah, for totally. that guy? I mean, he, he scored 30 goals, what, two years or three years ago? Yeah. You know, I don't think he'll score 30 goals again, but he could yeah. score 25 with the Sedins, and just how I think Verbato would. It's sort of up in the air. I, th- I think I think maybe Burroughs en- might end up being there. Of course, they're going to give Verbata the shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think of the Verbata sign? Did, did you? They have to plug a hole. They yeah. got him. I. That's, you know, that's how I saw it too. It was like a Verbata is not like. He's like I set the world on fire. Yeah, like he's jumping out of the seats like, woo! We signed Redeem Verbata. Yeah, like, I don't know, think I don't think that's a guy that like you know the Chicago Blackhawks would be out there pursuing like, oh, if we yeah. just get Verbata, he can score for us, right? But it's one of those things where I think like. I think they're all in on the Sedins bouncing back. I, I don't yeah, think they'll be. I don't think they'll be ninety point guys. Verbata, I think Verbata, the Verbata signing is is a is a case where the Canucks desperately need somebody that can score. So it was like, so I like the signing just because I'm like, well, Verbata has scored goals. He twenty goals last year, thirty five two years ago. Do I think he? I mean, how many goals? Okay, if we're gonna say right now, how many goals do you think Verbata scores this year? At least twenty. Yeah, twenty to twenty five. That's kind of what I'm expecting yeah. as well. So it's like. 
Did they overpay for him? Maybe, probably, I don't know. If you look at some of the ridiculous contracts that yeah. were handed out, uh, no, I don't think they overpaid for him because yeah. a lot of other teams did the same. That's just the way yeah. it is. And then 10 years from now, whenever there's another lockout, we're going to go through it again. The salaries yeah. are rising yeah, too yeah. much because of these stupid things. But I, the one guy I am more excited to see this year than anything else is Zach Cassian. Because I really, truly believe he will develop into a 25-30 goal scorer. And I, th- yeah. I think it may not happen this year. I think this year he'll get to 20. And I think he'll gradually grow. Yeah. I, I do like the way the team is looking. I'm not going to have my head up my butt and say they're going to be yeah. in the Stanley Cup Finals. But I think this is a deeper team than they were last year. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I think that that will be the significant I, key for them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you with Cassian. Uh, Cassian's like one of the most, for me, he's like one of the most infuriating and like promising players on the, that the Canucks have. All, kind of all, shift to shift, it changes, right? Because he's so, you know, everybody knows about his, you know, size and skill and everything. Uh, but he's just such a dummy, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. He's yeah. so dumb out there. Uh, some, of, you know, some of the things he does. You know what, Cassian yeah. hasn't been. I don't think he's he's been. He's starting to get the right attention, the right coaching. I yeah. think people see the potential in him. I think he will. And, and that's actually. what I'm. And that's what I'm getting at. So, watching Cassian has been really infuriating. I can't say that I love the way he plays, but. There's no, you know, he's still a young player. He's still got lots of time to figure it out. Um, maybe this is the year he figures it out, right? I mean, oh, they they have to bank on that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I think I think I mean Tortorella, the way the way Tortorella used him last year was absolute stupidity. I mean, playing stapling him to. Let's the just third pretend line. that whole year never <laughs> happened. Let's just erase last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, never speak of it again. Give the give the man some power play time. Maybe he's you know in front of the net front presence. Try him with the Sedins. Why not? Or wherever, right? I mean, just yeah, net front presence. <laughs> you can barely first, score two goals a game. Line. You know, try something exactly, different. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, I'm right there with you. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap this up. This is episode number two of Rob the Hockey Guy podcast. Rob, where can the people listen to it? Uh, well, you can find us. Uh, we'll be posting on Vansity Buzz, uh, or you can also find us on iTunes. Uh, just search out Rob the Hockey Guy. Make sure to subscribe there, rate us, review us. Only nice things, please. Yeah, don't say anything yeah, bad about us. No. Otherwise, we don't want you listening That's to right. us. <laughs> All right, until <laughs> next time. Thank you.